Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Peace family is 19 Keys with the 19 Keys podcast. You're listening to a high-level conversation. Tap in. All right, a word from one of our sponsors. Make sure you tap into Goldwater Products. After you come listen to the information, you're going to need your memory stimulated so you can download everything in that prefrontal cortex. You want to make sure that hippocampus area of your brain that regulates mood, memory, and learning is fully functional and tapped in. Therefore, you want to tap into Goldwater. They have smart malls, sports malls, vitamin C malls, colloidal silver. They have just about everything that you, your child, and your whole entire family needs to stimulate your brain and your body and to make sure that your immune system is functioning. Before you tap into this great high-level conversation, listen to this song by Tezu Kulando called Goldwater. Observation. I think we can do away with the word woke and we just become observers, right? We become observers. And when you understand physics, that the observer has an effect on the events that one observes, that the ability to understand synchronicity and to be a phenomenon itself and we have low-level observers and high-level observers. And the highest level of observers have the greatest effect on the world, just simply by observation. Now, I'm not about to give you a full physics class here to understand the microcosm understanding of how the observer affects reality. That's going to be on you in another particular point in time to go study Things like the slit test to understand how the observer affects reality and how the observer affects atoms and things of that nature. But we can start to look at events that take place in our reality and start to find a common thread. And one thing that we can do always is observe the mathematical rhythm of the universe, right? The frequency, because numbers are frequencies. And in understanding and interpreting that and observing that, you start to see the framework of how reality is created by the minds and observations of men, by the plots and the plants. And these things find common thread to where we can start piecing them together. I don't know about this better angle stuff, man. That's kind of weird. But we can start piecing them together and we can start finding meaning. And then in that meaning, as we high level observed and we can also create more things to be observed that are better for our observations so here we are 19 years later and i'm not expecting everybody to follow understand it's not what i'm here for i'm here to give you the insight so that you may find um, coincidence meaningful coincidence and you can come to that conclusion of yourself it's called paradigmy when you allow a person to be able to be led by a conclusion by giving them the pieces to the puzzle, essentially. So we in the anniversary of 9-11. I remember the day that it happened. 
And this day is significant because this day is almost like a time loop. But because we are now living in an even more traumatic event and we are anticipating even more traumatic events 19 years later. And that number 19 is so significant as it plays a role in understanding the truth of reality as we observe it. Right. To uncover uh, things that happen in America. And we can also create our own future depending on our own plans. But during that time. And of course, we don't believe that um, <laughs> we don't believe that America's uh, 9-11 job was done by Islamic terrorists. And it's funny because now we live in a day and time where the Islamic terrorists are almost non-existent, that they seem to peacefully go away. Right. And um, even create peace treaties in some sense, in some orders at the beginning of COVID-19. That when the virus hit, so did terrorism lost. Right now, at the time of September 11th, at that particular point in time, um, we had white terrorists as the face of terrorism. Right? Timothy McVeigh, he was there as the face of terrorism. He was known as the one who bombed the Oklahoma building. Now, of course, he didn't do it by himself. He had his militia buddies that he was connected to. Right. So he was found connected to the same militias that we see going into the steps during this COVID-19. And they was actually disbanded, a lot of them, because of the connections that they had to Timothy McVeigh. Now, <clears throat> these are all important to note and to understand the politics of America. And America has a war with his own children and that the white man and the white boy are always at war. And this war happens because you have different systems and different minds that want to conquer America. And the younger generation is always a rebellious generation. That in order for that generation to grow up thinking like the elder generation, they have to be indoctrinated with the thinking of the old men. Right? So in this thinking, you have young white men who resist the fascism of the government, the, 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 the capitalist control of the government, because number one, they're not a part of that. And number two, when you start to understand the corporation of America versus the United States of America, these are two fundamentally, mental, fundamentally different things when it comes to patriotism and what Americans believe, especially. Black Americans don't have the same love for America that white Americans do because white America's history is attached to America where they were able to escape being criminals coming over in this country to where they can be rulers. Not only could they be rulers, that they could rule you as well. So their love for America is deep rooted in a family history that even though their history is deep rooted and connected with psychopathic thinking, um, tendencies, rituals, murders, raping, lynching, pedophilia, it's the same as if it was in Rome or it was in Greek, that this is the history that they study and they teach our children and they indoctrinate us in school and they celebrate it throughout time. And they don't hide the celebration of their evil, insidious history, that they even have heirlooms, some in their houses to where their skins of black people made into purses. And they keep that as a reminder of their wickedness. 
and they don't tell the secrets of the family order. 19 years later after 9-11, and 9-11 is a very interesting uh, event that took place. Very interesting event that took place. So officially was said in record that there was 19 hijackers that were a part of this particular plot to destroy these buildings, utilizing airplanes, steel beams that hit, that collapsed. Now, we know that um, the report came out to say that the third building, of course, did not come down from those planes. But they found a way to cover up every single thing. Now, what's important to note again about that number 19 is that 9-11, is isn't that like our emergency dispatch number, right? So when you think of the numbers 9-1-1, you think of an emergency. Well, what is the emergency that white America is in and was in, right? And they're always in an emergency. Now, when President Johnson commissioned uh, 19 people, right, to create this emergency number of 9-11. That's a very interesting fact as well. Now, as we observe numbers, like I said, we find synchronicity. We find meaning in an otherwise meaningless. And here we are 19 years later, and New York City is in shambles once again that the people are moving out, that this pandemic is worse than when 9-11 hit, right? It's much worse, you understand me? And so white men have now been successfully identified as the greatest threat in America once again, as terrorists, as white supremacists, as it should be, because the truth cannot be hidden for too long. The truth has to surface. The truth is something that you have to consistently bury because it's constantly rearing its head up because people are constantly observing time. Now, when we look at this special relationship with time and what happened during that time of 9-11, now, we also look at the fact that the president that presided over the affairs of 9-11, President Bush, and what President Bush was able to do was he was able to get rid of the rights of the people because the people were in so much fear from a terrorist act that was committed on the soil. The first time that this had happened since really Pearl Harbor, where something like this of a magnitude changed and shook the world. Shook the world. Everybody said, wait a minute, America was attacked. Big bad America. Now, we know one thing about America and its symbols is that America puts up phallus symbols. What are phallus symbols? These phallus symbols are meant to uh, emulate, right? The phallus, the penis. The white man erecting his rulership, bending upward in that capacity, right? Now, these buildings being the tallest buildings in the world, these were two of the biggest phallus symbols but then they were attacked. They were destroyed. And 19 years later, you had uh, the Liberty Building, a Statue of Liberty, and you had the Washington Monument also being struck by lightning. 
Now, these symbols that they erect, these symbols represent their world, right? These symbols represent their power, represents their control. Because even 19 years later, after 1865, that they so-called said that black people or citizens were free, that's when they started that construction on the Washington Monument in the first place. Now, as we start to understand the mind of um, this person that we're dealing with, the intellect of the patriarchal ruler, and then we start to understand his relationship with time, his relationship with his own family structure. Now, in relationship to his own family structure, when we look at the number nine, the number nine, as we're taught, represents more so the feminine, right? And the number one is more so represent the masculine. The one representing more so the conscious mind. The nine representing the subconscious mind. All things in reality are worked in balance, worked in polarity, worked in a cosmic balance, hot, cold, up, down, right? Feminine, masculine, right? Sun, moon. All of, everything has a balance to it. One and nine. Nine are just one. Uh, uh, nine is the highest number. You understand? Uh, the highest single digit number and one is the lowest single digit number. So between the one through nine, these are all the numbers. A nine is just nine ones. Right? And so once you get to nine, of course, then you have to go back to one and put a zero next to that in order to have a greater or higher number that represents a greater value. But this number 19 represents order, it represents balance. So if you would look at a number that described the black man and woman, it would be the number 19. One that describes our diaspora, our culture, our spirituality, our family structure. It would be the number 19. Man and woman, it would be the number 19, one and the nine, right? Now, October 16, 1995. Now, six is just an upside down nine, if we understand it as well. But the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan called the greatest demonstration of black men in history, most peaceful, on Washington steps. And at the beginning of his speech, as he's addressing two million black people that were in audience, peacefully gathered black bodies in audience, he started it off with confirming the number 19 and its importance and its relevance. And he said that when that one is next to the nine, it represents that there's a secret to be uncovered. Not verbatim, but he said that particular quote. And he said that one representing that male, right? That nine that representing the female and that nine is pregnant like a womb. And when that one is next to that nine, right, there's something to be uncovered. That's that masculine and that feminine divine. Right? That's, that's, that's born knowledge. So as we understand supremely. So that particular day and that demonstration was important because he also broke down how there are two monuments one representing the third president and one representing the 16th president. And he said both of these monuments here on these Washington steps are 19 feet high. And he said that third president, that 16th president, you add them up and you get 19. 
And he said the secret that's being uncovered here is the fact that black bodies were sold right here on these steps. Black bodies were being sold and displayed right here on these Washington steps. I'm not sure if everybody caught that that day. Maybe not everybody understood the synchronicity, the mathematical observations that he were breaking down that particular day, giving to black America so that they can become high level observers. Right now, during that particular time, this demonstration was partly called because of Joe Biden's crime bill architecture. And that locked up so many black bodies and put them under slavery by the 13th Amendment. The 14th Amendment is what took our rights as citizens and gave them to corporations so that corpus forms an entity and becomes a body of itself and essentially has more rights than black people. That's another story. Right. But we have to understand the relationship that this country has, because even when you look up the history. They said that this country brought the slaves over in 1619. They picked the number 1619. And they said that in their history, it was 16 or 19 individuals, slaves, that they brought over here. Anytime you see that 19, it's something to be uncovered. But then we figured out that that wasn't even a true date. That by their own study and their own history, that it was really in 1555 when they broke up the 19. What is the 19? It is the black man and woman. It's the family. That's when they begin their construction of the slave. That in 1555, they just started to destroy the family structure, the mind of the black man, the masculinity of the black man, the femininity of the black woman. That that's when that paradigm in America started. So we have to understand these things. That we came over with a different religion, a different way of thinking, a different body, a different mind, a different soul, a different spirit. And we were made into becoming slaves. And from those slaves, we were made into niggas. And from that niggas, also we were made into the thinking of the white man's mind by being impregnated with his artificial intelligence. Now, speaking of artificial intelligence, that movie AI came out 19 years ago. Now, that AI is important in this because AI is the way that they get to try to keep their rulership. Why do I say that? And why is it so important with the vaccines and everything that they have? The vaccines and everything that they have going on. Well, AI, the A is one. The I is nine. Right. Numerical value of A is one. The numerical value of I is nine. The numbers were the first language. Mathematical numbers were the first language. Our people have been utilizing geometrical pattern and shape for thousands of years to communicate. And when you look at a geometrical shape, it is that of a 19 when you put it together. But we'll get into that in a second. So here we are with the white man's uh, semen no longer working. The white woman's womb no longer working to produce life at that rate because they are a what? Recessive people. Right? That this recessive gene does not dominate. This recessive gene does not have enough power to continue the scale of reproduction for white life so by their own womb and body their body is saying white life doesn't matter 
Now, when a white man figured this out, his scientists knew about this. He had to figure out a way. A man by the name of Alan Turing. He was a homosexual scientist that was condemned by his own people at the time because of his open sexuality. Now, he's the one that came up with this AI, right? This artificial intelligence theory that they can utilize, which they also later start to build the MK Orchard program, the mind control program in the 60s off of. Right now, why is he so hell bent on creating artificial intelligence? His natural intelligence is not enough. Right. That America's rulership is by the fact that they have a brain trust, that they brain trust is they outsource the greatest minds in the world, educate them and utilize them for America to maintain its hierarchy in science and science and technology. But. Now that the world is so open and vast and there's so many ways to make money that this brain trust leaves outside of America, goes back to its own place, saying, now, I don't need to take money from America, send it back home. I can just go build at home now. So America needs to create artificial intelligence. It needs is artificial intelligence. Because here you have an artificial man, right, grafted from another man. Not natural through the process of being an original being on this planet Earth. He doesn't have history at the beginning of this planet. He has history later and on this planet. And because he doesn't, he's not steeped in the history of this planet, here we are in 2020. COVID-19, COVID-19 for a particular reason. Very important. In 2019, supposed to be from 1619 to 2019, 400-year curse supposed to be broken, right? The people of Israel, the children of Israel, supposed to inherit the wealth after that. Here we are in 2020. It seemed like the world fell apart after 2019. Now this artificial man says that, well, I'm going to create artificial insemination, right? I'm not the original farmer. I'm not the original engineer. I want to create artificial food. Hmm. He want to create artificial wombs. He want men to be able to have baby. That's how desperate he is. He's so desperate that the white man is making a way for other white men to have babies. Now, the rest of the world looks at this and say, well, these are the rights of people. Love is love. That's because he's fed you his thinking. You go to an original African person. An original man, an original country that is not living by the standards of white uh, uh, of social behavior and constructs and information and education. And they find this crazy that you tell an original person that they are scientists trying to make artificial wounds and, 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 and trying to give ovaries to men and all kind of crazy stuff. And you say, what the hell going on? What's wrong with y'all? That that's something that we have to destroy. You can't let a people create and, and, and make manifest such a reality like that you can't do that one second so this man has lost his mind and he only has artificial intelligence he doesn't have that his, his woman don't have the Eve gene like our woman has, right? All right she got the, the gene to be able to make any woman on the planet Earth. The black woman has that.
The rest, they don't have that. She's the Lucy that they found, right? When they found that Lucy, and it, and it changed the course of history. It's that black woman they found. Then they made a movie off Lucy. And in the movie Lucy, what did she turn into? She had a primordial black body when she went fully into the development of 100% consciousness and utilizing her mind. But let me get to that. So the original people have the ability to use the natural rights of the planet Earth, the natural medicines of the planet Earth. We use global medicine, not Western medicine, not Eastern medicine, global medicine. Medicine that comes from the Earth, the original form of medicine, because we are the original people. All right. So here we are in this world dealing with an artificial man with artificial intelligence who creates artificial food. And now he wants to give you an artificial medicine, which he calls a vaccine so that he can put in viruses to protect you from disease. While putting in uh, 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 monkey viruses and baby fetus and tissue within your bodies and mercury and all sorts of things, altering your DNA. Now, the altering of the DNA is important. Why? Because even DNA, when you take the numerical value of DNA and you add it up, it comes to the number 19. And his altering of your DNA by giving you his machinations of what he considers to be medicine will make you a genetically modified human being. See, he wants to GMO the whole earth. To protect you from a disease that you ain't got. To protect you from a virus that you don't have. When black people and people are walking around the streets with no mask on. Saying that I'm not afraid of it. So I'm afraid more so of the vaccine than the virus. So why would you force me to take the vaccine? But they know because Dr. Death over in Africa, who was a South African scientist, got the name of Dr. Death because he inoculated the people with HIV. Knowingly and didn't even get in prison for it. So our people have no trust for this devil whatsoever. Now, 9-11 changed time itself. Interestingly enough, another thing about today is it is the Ethiopian New Year, which will make it 2012 because the Ethiopian New Year has a 13 moon cycle in their calendar. The old world. Now, we talked about this before that the first calendar was the woman because the way we knew time was by her period cycle and the weighing of the moon on that, the pulling of the moon on her waters, right? Her lunar cycles. We knew when it was a new moon. So here we are in the Ethiopian calendar. Is different. But see, we live in the white man's time based on his calendar creation, a Gregorian calendar that was instituted by the papal bull, which is basically an order from the Pope because the Pope runs time. He owns the world through the conquest of discovery that he says his laws came over here. He discovered them through his men. And that since we found this, this is ours and that he has the paperwork to back it up. And the entire world still operates on this system because how did he get an entire world to operate on his calendar? But see, our people are living in a different time, right? That in Ethiopia, they 
make sure that they they have the moon included in their calendars, which essentially is making sure they have the woman included in their calendar. But see, the Pope, now we know that they are a whole federation of pedophiles and that and their history of pedestry, right? Roman and Greek pedestry, that they had a normalization of having a boy. And, and this is why I don't like the word mentorship, because some people trace the word mentorship to when it was a study of a younger boy with an older male. Right. And they had sexual relationship as he impregnated this young boy's mindset with the new pair, with the old paradigm so that he can perpetuate the thinking of the old man so that he doesn't become a rebellious figure in society. Rebellion against the rules of the older generation. But see, we normalize this and we don't see anything wrong with their history. And today when we look on Netflix and we see our, our little girls on there uh, being over-sexualized, it's normalized. It's a test to normalize his way of life, his time. It's how he maintains it. So his regards what? Freudian talks about the Cronus complex. Now, chronon can be broke down to increments of time, right? Like seconds, minutes, hours, right? So even their time is artificial because their time is not based on season. Their time is not based on planetary alignment, not astrological event. Their time is based on artificial time. The clock, the calendar is artificial, right? See, the woman, the moon, the sun, that's nature's time, the season, the blossoming of flowers. Flowers don't go by a calendar and a time to go to sleep. They go by the sun, the circadian rhythm. But if you take an original people out their rhythm, then you make them artificial because they no longer in tune with nature. Their body is no longer tapped in. They're no longer connected. That solar communication is no longer activated. They have plastic on their feet. They're no longer grounded and connected to the earth. So you make a people imbalanced. You take them completely away from their original nature, their original way of life. So it's interesting that today is being the 19th anniversary of 9-11 and today being, of course, the Ethiopian New Year's. Now, 9-11 shifted time. 9-11 changed the way the, the world pre-9-11 is different like the world pre-COVID was different. That the rights of human beings changed and America changed. So here we are 19 years later. And on this same day, of course, Jay-Z dropped the blueprint fitting. Right. And that was a different Jay-Z than he is today. And I'm not going to get deep onto that one because we don't have enough time to break all of that down. I had to bring in Blue Pill for the Fofo special on that one. But through observation and through study, we start to understand deep connections through numerology and mathematics. And we can really uncover the entirety of America's history and create a greater observation of our own science based on our own nature. But let me get back to the Freudian theory, because Freudian is the father of psychology for white folks. Right. He really breaks down their mind, their American psycho thinking. And in that thinking, he talks about how um, that Kronos complex, meaning that they 
represent the woman last in their nature. That it's man, boy, then woman. And if the woman cannot have a child, then she does not have the same significance or importance anymore. That now he want to get rid of her and find a woman that can have a boy. Excuse me, not a child, but a boy. If she doesn't produce a son for him. Because he doesn't regard the value of the woman. And with his paradigm being, and I told you the representation of the male is the one. Right? So, if it's out of balance and you have the one, and then his next important level of value is the boy. The boy represents another one. And then the nine is last. So, his is more so like one, one, nine, if we're going to put it in numerical value. Ours is one, nine. His is imbalance, right? And if you look at the, the laws of my eye, and hers is truth, order, balance, justice, right? That when you have those scales in balance, those Libra scales in balance, the world is in harmony. But when they're not in balance, and it's lies, and it's chaotic, and it's deceit, and it's violence, it is fucked, right? Because it's no longer in balance. And then that's when chaos and disorder rules the world. And that's what we live in. We're living in an imbalanced, chaotic world because it is not balanced with the man and the woman. It is the man and the boy, which is why women work and fight the rise of patriarchal intellect, especially white patriarchal intellect, because we are living in the construct of their mind, their order, their rules, their nature, and also that has to be added into the value of this equation is white matriarchal intellect, especially as well, because we often forget that particular fact that in 1919, when we built Black Wall Street after the pandemic, right, that happened with the flu out there, black people didn't give up. Black people built Black Wall Street after that. We get more resilient as things go on. That's why this year entrepreneurship is at an all-time high, and really black entrepreneurs are getting more skill sets, more knowledge, more money, more dangerous by the second. But then, of course, uh, a young boy was, uh, I think it was 1921, he was accused of sexually assaulting a white woman. Same thing happened in 1919 during the Red Summer, which was one of the worst violent outbursts, which really mimic what we're going through in 2020, right? The Red Summer saw the first time where we had a violent resistance against white oppression, right? And in July 19, I didn't even go into that, matter of fact. We're going we to stay steady on this Black Wall Street. It's too many for you right now. That it was a 19-year-old white woman that accused this young brother. No, it was a 19-year-old male. He was accused by a white girl in an elevator that he had sexually assaulted her. And the militia at that time, right, went up there um, to protect this brother because they knew that these folks was going to hang him. They was going to kill him, Right? So they went up there to protect them, and a fight ensued, and we know the rest is history. White folks use that as a catalyst that they created to go and bomb an American city, right, full of black people doing well. Now, black towns did not stop, and black cities did not stop because of Wall Street being bombed. They stopped because black people stopped believing in them.
And when black people stopped believing in them, then that's when we were destroyed because we stopped believing in our own self-sustainability. We stopped believing in separation. We stopped believing that in order for us to have wealth, that we need to work on our by ourselves. I just watched the movie Banker. And it's about two black men who decided to put themselves in power. They decided to go buy real estate. They decided to go buy a bank. And they utilized a white male as a friend to buy these banks and do the negotiations because these white folks would have hell if they knew that black men were owning the bank and the real estate, which still to this day exists. The white folks don't want to see black-owned banks. They know it's black-owned. They're going to the white-owned. Right? Now, what was interesting about this movie, the number 19 came up so many times because his life was changed at the age of 19 when he really was sparked to become revolutionary. And when they got their bank, they did something they shouldn't have done, which is they first gave 19 loans to black people. Now, this is a true story, right? And that sparked um, the interest of this 20% stakeholder, this white guy who really wanted to own the bank from his father, but his father sold it to two considered Negro men, right? Now, he mad. So he checking the books, trying to figure out why the hell is they giving away so many loans? But they plan was to give loans to the Negroes, to give loans to black people at the time who didn't have access to capital, right? It's called the banker. So after they gave away these 19 loans, it sparked a red flag, they got investigated, right? And then the white boy, his white woman, wasn't satisfied with his position working for these black men because he was their friend. Now he getting paid just for being white. Because they were the intelligence behind the entire operation. But they basically utilized him as an actor. But his white woman said that, nah, you, we ain't doing enough. We're not happy here in Texas. You understand me? And he like, what you talking about? We making all this money. We bought this house. And she said, nah. Because basically she like, you still working for niggas, though. And so now she planted a seed in his mind that he got to go. He need to be an owner of a bank as well. So he blackmailed or he whitemailed these blackmails. You know what I'm talking about? Catch the lingo, it's cool. So he white mailed these black males, you know what I'm talking about? And then they had to start the bank. Otherwise, he was going to leave representing the bank. And then everything falls after that. So they had to do it. Now they told him they didn't want to go along with the plan, but he broke it down to a way that they can turn it into a profit. And of course, they really had no choice. So after that, the white boy made some mistakes, ended up getting the bank investigated because he trusted another white male that was already out to get these brothers. They gave them, he gave them the number of an attorney he wanted them to, him to call in order to get all of the loans that they wanted to give out checked to make sure that they had all their paperwork in order and nothing was wrong. And instead of going with the recommendation of these brothers, he went to the same white guy that was the enemy of their progress, trusted him. And then end up hiring a lawyer under his suggestion. And this lawyer ended up messing up the whole operation. Sabotaging. Making sure that he put in loans that wasn't supposed to be there. And one particular loan was, uh, I think, uh, the interest rate. Well, the way that they did it is they had to get $900,000 worth of loan. They had to give them 19.23% commission off the loan. Then they utilized that loan to help finance the business that they just paid for the bank. But anyway... 
The brother did not want to go quietly. The white boy ended up snitching on him. Well, he, he snitched on him, but the white boy in the first place was the one who was wrong because he was the one who masterminded the conversation, messed it all up. And these brothers ended up going to jail, but they was clever enough to make sure that they had some things taken care of. But he stood up and they was actually partly responsible for assisting in the Fair Housing Act in L.A., uh, or Fair Housing Act and also the fight of segregation and discrimination in Los Angeles um, because they own so many houses in white neighborhoods. Like they was ambitious as hell. And there's always been black men that's been ambitious that regardless of how much that this world throws at us and black women that's been ambitious that we find a way to maintain and we can do regardless that our mindset is just resilient that there's really nothing that this world can do to us to destroy us and they don't know how to destroy us yet and that the, this world particularly itself is ran off the black body the secret of america is the black body the secret of america is that the energy the engine of america is black energy literally the branding of the first branding process, the business structure and construct of America, the insurance construct is based off slavery or black bodies. The innovation, the intellect, the inventiveness, the patent office. Why do you think they created patents? So that they can steal ideas from black minds. That a lot of things in America we don't even know that we are responsible for because history didn't accredit us. And that's why so many young black men and women hate when our ideas are stolen today because there's a history in America of our ideas being stolen. And the world tells us to be humble, yet we live in a history where our grandfather, our great-grandmothers never even got history for their ideas. So we don't know who, how great we are like Nipsey here because they didn't give us a platform to explain. Right? So today, when you see a black man bragging about something, man, brag with him. Tell him to do more. Tell him to get more. Tell him to keep on hustling. Tell him to keep on building. You understand me? Go ahead. We know the history of America. We know the history of this world. So back to it, though. So after 9-11... America stole the rights of citizens completely. They, they changed it. They uh, gave way to where they can spy on you. They can come in your home for the Homeland Security Act. They can do whatever they wanted to do. And they bombed Muslim countries and blamed Muslims for everything that happened, even though they've never found WMDs. And Bush destroyed, uh, and, and, and what he did to Katrina was terroristic. You understand me that all those black people died because of how Bush reacted to Katrina. And we mad about how Trump reacted to COVID-19. And of course, we'll get to the COVID in a second. So Bush's reaction to Katrina was really one of the biggest terrorist acts that a president had did outwardly and just shown. And that's when Kanye West was like, he don't care for black people. Right. And. Today, of course, that same president is beloved by certain black people. He's not treated as an outcast because history, history is fickle. History doesn't really care. History doesn't, history cares, it has a short-term memory. 
And that's why I get the statement is that they may mock your process, but they'll love your results. That the sentiments of the people at the time matter not for the legacy that is collected over time. That he's just another white president. And that Michelle Obama can kiss him on the cheek and hand him candies all he wants. And in the name of feminism and the uprising of women empowerment, we don't care. Because white matriarchal intellect has embedded itself into us. So therefore, when we get a uh, woman like Kamala Harris, who if she was a DA over um, Breonna Taylor's case, I'm sure she react like the same guy that they got over there now. He's not a black man. Don't call him a black man. He's a nigga. He's a white minded man. He protects their system. She will react the same. Joe Biden, same. But I understand we got a terrorist as a president as well, Donald Trump. We are never giving good options. They're not giving any options. We're giving more white patriarchal intellect. And that's how they want to frame the conversation to make us seem that we have no options, that our only options is to rely on the same pimps that beat you in the first place. To help brandish your wounds. To make you feel a little better about the fact that you was beat. So during that time, it was a fear operation. Right? A fearful operation. That it was fear, fear, fear. All on TV. Terrorist threats. Fear the Muslims. Fear the Muslims. Fear Islamic terrorists. That you couldn't walk on a plane. Now, you walk on a plane, it's the COVID-19, right? But back in the day, growing up as a young black Muslim, even our own people would make fun of us. That they're afraid of all oh, y'all Taliban, right? That you couldn't say a lot walk by on the plane. You understand me? You couldn't go up there wearing a crown on. They might think you was a, a terrorist or something. Now, me in the middle of that time, and I know a lot of Muslims were so-called that they start dropping their names. They start changing their name. It was too much for them. They didn't want to be outwardly practicing Islam or being a Muslim the same way in, in slavery. They didn't want you to repractice your own way of life. They didn't want you to have your own name. So for the sake of the fear, people start giving that up. Fear placed over the mind. And then during that time, of course, the only reason that, uh, and, and, and like I said, the whole world went into fear. It was a paradigm shift. It was the biggest paradigm shift on the planet in the shifted time. And the whole world went into fear. And because the world went into fear, it also had an effect on the male. It had an effect on the woman. Right? And not only that, after Bush, because he was so bad, Occupy Wall Street started to happen. Black and white folks was fighting against fascism and capitalism and the 1% of the world. So they brought in Mr. Barry. Mr. Obama, you understand me? So Mr. Obama comes in and he pacifies black anger. But during that time, that's when Black Lives Matter was started because it was a spark of white anger because a black man is in office. And then the media started portraying black bodies being dead and killed and murdered in the streets. Mike Brown was the spark of that. And after that, a fear perpetuated paradigm consistent now during this time when you see nothing but black death everywhere 
especially for the black male, as Dr. Wesley once broke down, that the masculinity is challenged during the times of fear and loss. Because masculinity is about victory. It's about winning, not loss. And so this emasculated the black male, effeminated a generation that we are currently living with now. That what I like to call the nine minds. The nine minds, and my theory of the nine minds is this. And I'm going to be wrapping up in a second. The theory of the nine minds is that the black male is born with the one mind. That one mind in the universe. That God mind. That logic. That rationality. That mathematical thinker that he becomes in tune with the nine aspect of his subconscious thinking, which is in tune with his emotions, in tune with his intuition, and a multitude of things of that nature. But this generation born under fear, fear opens the mind. Fear leaves you without protection. You understand me? It goes directly and embedded into the subconscious mind. That's where fear is activated, triggered, and trauma. And so these, these as you see, there was a shift in the generation of hip-hop. There was a shift in the generation of music and frequency. And these non-minds were created to where these more effeminate generation of young males persisted and a more masculated generation of women insisted because while these men couldn't protect the women, the women must masculize themselves. So their minds became more of a rational, logical, mathematical order of thinking rather than a nurturing, feminine, intuitive um, thinking. And so this creates a polarity change in men and women to where we're no longer attracting each other, we're repelling each other, like magnets. When you turn the sides of magnets, they repel each other. But when they're in their right side, in their right state, they attract each other. So, here we are today dealing with the nine-mind generation. Now, this generation, a brilliant generation, a generation that we see is like the indigo children that uh, Dick Gregory explained talking about those children that are um, intuitive, that have this emotional intelligence. You understand me? That are psychic connected. That's what this generation that we see in today unfold. But see, we live in America. And America is built off logic. America is built off rational thinking. The protective man is in his masculine, right? And he's a manager and he's responsible and he's disciplined. And he wants power. But this is not a generation that they want to want power. They want this generation to concede power, to just be happy and want things to be okay. Right? But here we are with the nine mind generation and this flip has to happen. Because remember, as I said, and I didn't give a full breakdown analysis of it. Um, and there's so much more that goes into this. And I'm conceptualizing, which always gives a little data loss when you're trying to simplify um, something that is meant to be highly observed. Is that this generation has to change its mindset to where you have the nine mind, which is like that subconscious mind being exposed where fear is there, where it can be impressioned, right, emotionally. Because that's what happens during fear. In the one mind, the logic is behind the emotions. So does the Honorable Elijah Muhammad say, rise above emotions into the thinking of a God. See, now through the study of the woman and the rise of the woman, we get to study her emotional experience and intelligence. And 
The woman is the embodiment of feminine energy. The male is the embodiment of masculine energy. Now we both have both energies within us, but we embody those wholly, our entire makeup and structure. So while women grow breasts, they have a womb, they have a vagina. There's a different structure. Nature creates the constructs for us. Male doesn't create the constructs. Nature created the constructs. Says that one has a penis, one has a vagina. If you put those two together, they make a baby. The family is the nature's construct. It gives it assigns roles. But we out of roles. We need people to think a certain way in the alignment of those roles allow us to create power and survive and thrive and build. It creates balance. And on balance, you build abundance. But without a balanced beam, you can't build a building on a slant. You can't do that. You don't build a, a balance on a crooked foundation. You build a you build a building on a balance. So we have the nine minds, and if you look at culture, we look at hip hop, hip hop, and it's it's changing, right? We're starting to see a transition from that nine mind to that one, back to that logic where the young men are talking about I'm doing business now. I want ownership, I want power. That is a rise of masculine thinking. When you see us talking about ownership and power and doing business, oh man, that's not something they really want to see happen. See, I'm going to be honest with you. They don't mind us being only spiritual. I said in one of my first interviews I've ever had with Black Magic TV, he asked me, why do you think that after Christianity and slavery and all of these things that happened to us and our lack of having things in America that we're such a spiritual people and such a religious people and, and like we, 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 we try to find faith in God or whatever. And I said, you know, it's really directly because of that. Because we lack the power to control our material reality that we look for the immaterial reality where we believe we have the most power. That we go into our spiritual conviction because we don't have any material power. And I think that that's very true. And without balance of both, we become a lost people. Like you cannot have all this material gains and wealth, but no spiritual alignment to ground you, to center you. You have you can't pass down money but not pass, rites of passage to your children, not ways for them to be able to deal with the world, not the knowledge of their nature, but you can only pass down the knowledge of business and wealth. That's not enough as well. So we have a white mind and a black mind inside of us. Why? Because we born in America and the things we learn from the American construct come from the Eurocentric thinking and our nature that is embedded into us, our spiritual thinking, Right now, that's more so our original dream, what I call the black dream. Right. That's who we are as an original people that the expression of spirit through tongue, through movement. Right. Those are things that are spiritual things that we can do just with our bodies. Things we can do with our breath, our prana, our breathing. To sing is a spiritual expression, to rap is a spiritual expression, to play ball is a spiritual expression. It requires breathing, air, breath. As Honorable Elijah Muhammad once explained, he said, if you choke a man, he no longer have access to spirit. And he will fight to hell to get more access to spirit. Because spirit is in the molecules of the air that we breathe. It's the energy that powers it. Take away oxygen. 
We have more access to spirit. It is our goal to keep it in. We have to keep that energy circulating at all times. Right? So, when we had a black body in office and we figured out that he was just a black body but not a black mind, and we were fearful, black bodies dying everywhere. And in 2019, January 19th, there was the women's, the Millions Women's March. You know, the one that Tamika Mallory helped founded. And that was significant because the rise of the woman represents the rise of a better generation. Because the woman teaches the child. So the higher the rise of the woman, the greater she becomes, the greater we become, the greater the next generation becomes. Because let's be honest. The man doesn't raise the child. The man gives the young male an example of what to inspire to become. But the woman is the one who actually raises and nurtures that child. The man knows nothing about that. The man doesn't allow it. You know what I'm saying? He ain't, the, the child don't suckle on a man's nipple. Suckles on a woman's nipple. Nurturing. She produces milk for him that feeds his brain and, and, and nourishes his body. She goes through... That cycle from that one moment of conception and nine months later, here she is producing a baby. That connection that the woman has can never be understood by men. That's why she is the greatest teacher. See, nature provided that role. That when she is in her gentleness and she is in her nature and her feminine possession, that she has the ability to create one of the greatest men in the history of the planet. But see, by raising up good men, now there's examples and a young boy looks and says that I want to be like that man. And a mom helps him become that way. But that man has to be around as an example. And without the example of those men, the young boy looks to find examples of who to become. And when he looks and he doesn't have a great example, he becomes whatever his environment curates. So America has been hell bent on destroying the black male. And he does it through the black woman as well. That, that's why I talk about the black body, is that abortion has killed more black people than any other thing. And that's the process of eugenics. When we look at what's happening to China out there and the way that they're destroying Chinese Muslims, right? They learned that from America eugenics program and Hitler learned that from America eugenics program, that the American white man is the most depraved, chaotic scientist on this planet and his destroying of the black body and the black mind, but he still has not successfully done it because regardless, each generation is born a new fighting, becoming even better with the DNA to, uh, as they call it in, um, in India, it's uh, Kamsamhara. That meaning that when you become enlightened, that there's an electrical charge that happens when you go to what they call that uh, that great awakening, that kundalini process where the you secrete that electricity over your mind and it changes your pattern of your thinking. And in the pattern of your thinking is where the karma, the triggers, the trauma lies. And that there's a great electrical waves that happen during that time and that you destroy the karma of generations that was built up in your DNA. The weaknesses, the addictions, right, that were built in your DNA. 
because we come from our DNA. Our DNA is our ancestors and our DNA, the numerical value of that is 19. So once we are able to overcome that trauma, that there's a part of each one of us that is rusty, that is unlocked, that there's a certain knowledge, a way of living, a certain spiritual development that can unlock that mind, then that's when we become that great people that can never be oppressed ever again. So as the woman becomes greater and greater and greater and develops, the generations become greater and greater and greater and develops. So today commemorates a day where time shifted, a paradigm shifted, that an imbalance occurred between the masculine and the feminine, that the fear sparked a change in the mind and 911, the emergency paradigm. Why? Because the white man had losing control over his own children, that his own children, Timothy McVeigh, right, was sparked. Why was Timothy McVeigh sparked? And I'm going to end it on this. He was sparked because he had to watch um, on 420, on 419, sorry, April 19th, he had to watch the government um, kill um, white men, women, and children at the Waco incident. He watched them kill them because they was trying to be sovereign and America ain't having that. And he said, damn, this government is evil, right? That they would do that against American citizens. But they didn't understand that they were just property. They didn't have rights. And that the poor white man as well doesn't have rights. That he's just property as well. And that unless you're owning and you're an owner, you're always property. Unless you are an owner, you are always property. Remember I said that. Because you're always standing on someone else's property. You never have a place of your own. That you own. That you have rights that claim to. At least in the four corner contract construct of America's corporation. So when he watched that, that sparked him to become a terrorist. He was already in a militia. The militias are not always pro-government. Because if the government gets out of line, then a well-regulated militia has the right to go against that particular government. So from that spark of the destruction of the white lives, because white folks said white lives matter, we're going to take it in our own hands. They ain't just chant. They ain't just scream. He said we're going to destroy a building. We're going to send a message to him. Now, he was also inspired by other white men who previously tried to take down that same building in a failed attempt. And on the day of the execution, he chose that day 419, right? Or, 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 or not execution, but trial, he chose that same day to go bomb that building. Now, when he bombed that building, he sent a heavy message. Terrorism is sending a message. And in that message, there was 19 children who died at a nursery that was inside. And the news, they used that heavily as a story to portray him as a monster and an evil, right? But he wrote that... Y'all care about them 19 children in that building. But when y'all go drop bombs in Iraq and them children are dying left and right, how is that any different? He said, we the same, basically. He said, y'all destroying, y'all dropping bombs in Iraq. I killed 19 children. Y'all see a problem with it. That's the same. See, he equivalated the lives that the American government takes through its practices the same as him taking lives of government officials and their babies. 
that he say, nah, he was a revolutionary. He definitely didn't do it by himself. They made him seem like the long gunman. Definitely not. Now, because he did that, he also sparked something else. At 10, 19 a.m., there was uh, a school shooting. And this school shooting was the spark of school shootings throughout America. White terrorism starts to persist even more. White men losing their children. Now, this goes deeper into Greek philosophy. We're not going to get into that. Uh -uh. Because Cronus is also father time. He's a bearded man who's known to eat his own children because he's scared of their power. And so the white man is always throughout ages and antiquity being at war with his own children because he has a very imbalanced society. So during that time through the Columbine High School shooting that they killed them children and I believe they actually meant to do it somewhere else, but they ended up doing it there at the school. They, they had that shooting because they said that they were sparked by Timothy McVeigh. And now you start to see a thread that white terrorism has always, of course, we know this. We ain't need any report to come out and tell us that white supremacy is the biggest threat to America. We knew that. <laughs> right. That they were the ones that were shooting up that school. And that was all sparked because white lives matter to them. Right. But this never became and still has it to this day became a big news correlation. This still hasn't been to this day became um, a uh, issue that America seems that it has to fight. Never. And it won't. Right. White masks have always been on white faces. Called the Ku Klux Klan. And they never wanted us here. Right. And now they wear suits and call themselves politicians and we vote for them because another Ku Klux Klan member treated us wrong. And because we were giving these rights to vote, not granted by the Constitution, but extended by acts to say that we are extending the voting right act that you have some more rights as human beings in this in this country. Right. But we never will see you as human beings. We never did at the onset of it, and we always changed the language. You all just never did like the Jews did and read the paperwork. You never became the lawyers and the accountants and the bankers, right, and the Hollywood uh, creators. So you didn't write your own stories. You didn't understand your own paperwork. So that's why we lose. White supremacy is not such so complicated as we make it seem. But we don't develop more skill sets and more knowledge. So we lose through each generation. Right. We lose through each generation because of what we don't know. It is our financial ignorance that keeps us down in poverty. And it's only with our financial intelligence and only with our high level observations that we become greater thinkers and we have greater things to observe. Wouldn't we want the world that there's 2050 and white boys is going on lives and they breaking down the rise of the black man and how he's done it throughout time and how he was so in synchronistic order that he did it in a mathematical unity, right? That they had such a great level of communication, institutions and concepts that they were able to overcome not only every circumstance, but they run the world throughout time that we didn't even see it coming, that they were just buying up land and institutions and creating 
And all of a sudden we work for them. That they took the concepts of separation and ownership and actually built on top of it. That's the type of world that I will observe. That's the world that I will observe. So 9-11 is a commemoration of time shifting. And that shift of time created what we call the end of the world. Not the end of the planet, but the end of the world, this world. Right? And 19 years later, we see the end of the world. Pandemic, devastations, red skies, death and plagues all over, famine. So if you don't observe the revelations that's being built, if you don't have that high level of observation of what's happening and taking place in reality, then you will be, be another person lost to the plans. But here we are in 2012 in our Ethiopian calendar, recognizing the moon and the sun. And if we're not a people that live by the sun, moon, and stars, then we always lost in our nature. We can't spend more time on the phone than we do observing the stars. Ancient men and women will look up to the stars and see billions of stars in the night sky. And it allowed their mind to just wander and to think what was upon them. They would study the constellations. They would study the planetary alignments. They would know things that white man couldn't fathom. We knew that there was Pluto up there before they looked at telescopes because our connection to the planets, they don't have a connection. <laughs> they don't have a connection. We do because we're not an artificial people. So once we come back to that sun, moon and that stars, right? Once we tap in back to our nature to where that moon representing that woman, right? And we look at how those effects have on her and our world and we built it based around that, right? The planetary alignments and things of that nature. Now, we start to develop ourselves back into who we were. But time, you have to understand that time is not something that should be um, looked at as linear. That it's not, we're not moving forward in time, we're just moving in time, right? And in every moment in time, we have the opportunity to take back our time, to claim it like Maxine Waters says. Like we have to claim our time. We don't have to wait for 10 years. What is 10 years? 10 years doesn't really exist. The idea of time only exists in the mind. Time is a collection of memories ordered so that when we think back on what happens, and most of our memories are not even correct, that our memories we build our memories on top of each other. Every time we visit a place or we go to a place, we stack them on top of each other. We don't remember every single day, every second, every minute. No. Time is a construct of the mind itself. So we order our moments in time succinctly. We're going to say day one, two, three, four. But when we understand that if right now in this moment, that we all changed our minds, we change our time, and we take back what's ours. In a moment that we do that, then we won. And we say won because it is a game, it is a race. We are ancient people playing a game with ourselves. And we're only using them. They're not really using us. We created them, so we're using them. But you just forgot that you created the game. And you forgot some of the rules of the game. You understand? And in a moment that you remember, oh, I created them. To understand what's inside of me, to understand that if I conquer them, I can no longer be ruled by that part of me. <laughs> and once you do that, then the game is over. 
And this is the last generation under white supremacy. And then we can get to that ma'at, the law, the order, the justice, that balance. And we can no longer live in isfat, where it's chaos, violence, deception, and trichnology. It's our game. So that's my 9-11 um, tap in for the day. Um, book coming soon. Don't worry. I appreciate y'all observing this particular live. Um, y'all continue to tap in. It's been a high-level conversation. 19 Keys out. Peace. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.